and he had exercised his dominion in the earthly realm. So we are in the series, The DNA of Faith. We've talked about grace. We've talked about wisdom. Because there's no way that you can exercise faith without understanding grace. There is no way that you can exercise faith without understanding wisdom. And there's no way that you can exercise powerful faith without understanding dominion. So when we talk about the DNA of faith, we're talking about the structure, what's on the inside of faith. As I've mentioned, faith is not a formula, all right? Faith is not a formula, and that's why it is so important that we understand. So when we talk about dominion, we talk about the dominion of God over the devil, the dominion of good over evil, light over darkness, freedom over control, the dominion of love over hate, forgiveness over bitterness, peace over fear. We're talking about the dominion of health over sickness, Prosperity over poverty. So when we talk about the dominion of God, we're talking about the reign of God. The reign of Jesus Christ over his people. The reign of his goodness over our lives. How many of you would say amen to that? Especially now that we're living in the end times, yes, the world is going to be more and more confusing. The world is going to be darker and darker. There is the power of darkness and there is the power of men. Yes, there is power in human intelligence, as you can see in all technology. But when we talk about the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're talking about the power of the truth. We're talking about the power of holiness. We're talking about the power of God's righteousness, his way of being and his way of doing. And his power is manifesting. His power is manifesting in our midst. His dominion over, over all the works of darkness. Can I ask you to look at Psalm 103, verse 19 to 22? It's very important that you receive the word even now. Because as the word is being preached, power is being released. And power, as the power is released, it's important that you receive it, that you get it. Say with me, I'm getting the power of God right now. Amen. It's like when somebody comes to bully you or to bully your child or even your dog. You would get angry. You would rise up and protect your dog or protect your family, protect your people. You're exercising your dominion against Those that try to bully you or your household. The same. The Bible says that our God, his name is jealous and he's a jealous God. He guards and he protects his household, his family, his children. Amen. He is our protector. He exercises his dominion for the good of his people. Can we say amen? So if you look at Psalm 103, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. That is such a wonderful statement. That is such a powerful statement. His kingdom rules over all. He has prepared his throne in the heavens. 
in the realm of the spirit, in the heavenly atmosphere, in the atmosphere around you. In the invisible realm, his throne is referring to his governance, his kingship. Hallelujah. Amen. His kingdom rules over all. Glory be to God. His kingdom rules over your mind, rules over your feelings, rules over your body, rules over your circumstances, rules over your situations, rule over your environment, rule over your household. Amen. Glory be to God. It is foolish not to want his governance. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's the dominion of God over the devil, good over evil, light over darkness, freedom over control, love over hate, forgiveness over bitterness, peace over fear, health over sickness, prosperity over poverty. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Look at verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels. We have the angels of God on our side. Bless the Lord, you his angels. The word means, bless means to exalt. The angels exalt God. That excels in strength that do God's commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So angels carry out the commandments of God, carry out the word of God. Who is the voice of his word on the earth? Come on, tell me, church. Who is the voice of God on the earth? The voice of his word. The believers, the church, exactly. As you pray, as you sing, as you confess, as you declare, the angels get your word and go and carry out the commandments of God's word. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that good? Glory be to God. Amen. So God's kingdom is the dominion of his righteousness, his freedom, and his love for mankind. Now here is this very important key. You must not confuse dominion with sovereignty. Because a lot of Christians, they say, well, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. No, this is wrong. God cannot do whatever he wants. If he can do whatever he wants, our life shouldn't be like this. We should be a lot better. Our world should be a lot better. God cannot do whatever he wants. He has to work through people. Because he has given this earth to men. Amen. He has given your life to you. You are the most important person in your life. Everything has to come through your decision. God has given you your free will. Amen. Your free will is to choose your destiny. Your free will is to choose how you want to live your life. Your your free will is to choose what you want to believe. How you want to put into practice what you believe. Please understand that God will not force his governance over you. So it's vital that you exalt him. So when we are praising and worshiping, I've encouraged and invited everyone to lift your hands and praise the Lord. But I still see people that didn't do that. But I'm not going to come to you and say, raise your hands. 
Because to raise your hands means to exalt, to lift up. I want God all over me. I want his governance all over me. I want his protection, his covering all over me. I exalt him, I exalt him, I exalt him. And when you do that, devils withdraw from you. Can we say amen? So it's important for us to declare his rulership, his governance over our lives. You can declare it through your prayers, the word that you say, the songs that you sing. You're raising your hands, you're bowing your knees. Can we say amen? That's why the song that we sang just now, fall on your knees. That's the highest form of worship. With your heart, you bow. And with your knees. You bow. The Hebrews, the Jews, they prostrate before God. Amen. So that means, God, I'm giving you everything. I declare your rulership, your governance over my life. Remember, where there is no freedom, there is no love. Where there is no freedom, there is no love. God is love. And that's why he is freedom. That's why he let people choose even if they choose to go to hell. Rulership is by choice, not by force. God has made himself. This is the beautiful thing. This is the wonderful thing about Christmas. God has made himself available to each and every one of us through his son, Jesus Christ. Even those who are deep in sin, even those who are in rejection, even those who are in condemnation, even those who who are committing crime, even those who are sinning against God, God still makes himself available through his son, Jesus Christ. He is just one invitation away. Jesus had borne all, all of our sins. So the minute I confess my sin, he's faithful, he's true to forgive us of all of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. How many of you believe that? How many of you receive that? Amen, amen. That's the beauty of Christmas. Amen. Freedom, not control. God is not a dictator. He does not force and he does not intimidate. So whenever we force somebody to change, whenever we force somebody to change, that's not the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of the devil. The devil would always force. The devil is a bully. He is a dictator. The devil is the one who is always trying to push to drive, to bully, and to force. But God is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of freedom. The Holy Spirit will always teach us and lead us and guide us, but he will never force us. And when you try to force somebody, you get frustrated, you get angry, you get mad, you get sad, because it's a wrong spirit. It's a demonic spirit. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
It's very important that we know that God does not force nor does he intimidate. That's why love is patient. And that's why one of the fruit of the spirit is what? Long suffering. Whenever you try to push, whenever you try to force, whenever you try to drive, you are in the spirit of self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is different from God's righteousness. Can we have an amen? It is very important. The reason why we praise and worship is, is because it's very important for you, for us to fill the atmosphere with praise and worship. Praise and worship is the highest form of positivity. God is positive. He's never negative. God is never worried. He's never worried. He's never fearful. All right? So praise and worship. Praise is you praise God for your vision. Praise is you praise God for what he's doing, even though you haven't seen the results of what he's doing. So praise God is praising him for what is about to happen. His will, which is showing up in your body, showing up in your finances, showing up in your relationships. Praise is the highest form of positivity. It's in direct contrast to worries. Amen. So it's important to fill the atmosphere with praise and worship, prayers, confessions, declarations of faith. Why? Because the devil also moves in the atmosphere. Demons try to inject thoughts into your mind. He can push an idea into your soul. He can conjure up an image, an imagination, even a train of thought. Into you. We need to understand that. The greatest weapon of the enemy is influence. And he's doing that all through the internet. All through social media. There is a contest. There's a battle going on for influence. So the key is either you are influencing somebody or you are being influenced. And in order to be a good influence, you need to be fully persuaded by the word of God. If you're not fully persuaded, then you're easily talked into another way of doing things. You can be easily talked into another way of thinking. It is so important that every one of us be fully persuaded by the word of God. And yet the word of God comes up with so many interpretations. When you go to the YouTube, when you go to different teachings, some tell you that it's okay to be sick because God is, you know, looking at you and seeing if you can pass the test. Some people can be saying to you, it's good to be poor because that's how you know you are spiritual. The lust after money, right, is evil. So it's very, very important that you don't try to understand the Bible through your own human interpretation. The Bible interprets itself. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. But the key is that sometimes you are so convinced that the Holy Spirit is talking to you, but by your fruit, I can tell that it's not the Holy Spirit who's talking to you or influencing you. It's you, the human spirit, 
Together with an evil spirit that has been influencing you and telling you that is God. The devil can come as an angel of light, but it's the devil. So please continue to listen so we get into the spirit of dominion. It's very, very important. Discernment is very, very important. We need to understand the devil's talk. Devils put thoughts into people. Okay, they're an evil agenda. They have an evil agenda to influence you, to destroy your marriage, to destroy your relationship, to divide your family, to make you poor, to make you sick, to get you into depression, to get you into phobia, to get you into worries and fears, to cause you to be in self-pity and sorrow. We need to understand we should be innocent, but we can never be naive. You have an enemy to your soul. Every child of God, we have an enemy to your soul, his or her soul. And his assignment is to steal and to kill and to destroy, both in this world and in eternity. We are not one another's enemy, but we do have an enemy. And it's very naive of you to ignore him. Not every thought that, he, that you have is your thought. Not every thought that you have is your thought. The feelings that you have, they can be provoked by the enemy. So it's very important that we discern. Jesus said, by their fruit, you will know them. Amen? So it's very important for Christians to be clever. Come on, say with me, I'm clever. One more time, I'm clever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Look through the lens of the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Amen? And devils try to destroy our lives and our faith and our walk with God, amen, through our thinking, our feelings, and our, and our time with people around us. But God is always working to protect us, protect us from evil influences, demonic ideas, and the devil's voices. You are a very important person to yourself. Don't think that God can make you change. No. Nobody can change you but yourself. We all know that. Don't we? Yes. So God is not in the business of changing you. He's not in the business of breaking you. If he wants to break you, you would have been broken a long time ago. So what you choose to say, to pray, to sing matters. Your choices matter a great deal. And as we grow older and older, our choices become more and more important. And the sad thing is that when you read the Bible, a lot of times the kings, when they reach their elderly, uh, what's that called, when they became like a bit older, They got into self-indulgence. They got into stubbornness. You must refuse to be stubborn. Can we say amen? To be stubborn means not teachable. To be stubborn means 
my way and no way. I do it my way. <laughs> no, who is the way? Jesus is the way. And I would encourage, in, myself included, every day that we take time to examine ourselves. To check. Examine. Right? It's like for your physical health, you do maintenance, right? You do your earthly, uh, what's that? Uh, what's Annual checkup or whatever, right? Annual checkup or whatever. It's important to check. It's no point keep fooling yourself. It's important for us to check where we are spiritually, where we are in our character, where we are relationally. Can we say amen? Say to the person next to you, maintenance matters. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. A proper understanding of God's government is very, very important. Otherwise, we can just be religious. If we don't understand how God's government works, then we will just be religious. So the word to rule means to govern, to ring over. God is the highest authority, and by the way, he is also the oldest. So don't think you are very old. God is the highest. He's the oldest. He's higher than men and devils. His dominion is over, over, above, and beyond time and space. Over and above and beyond time and space. I want to give you the hierarchy in power. The hierarchy in power. Power comes at levels and degrees. Now, we need to understand that God does not rule with the labor government. All right? He does not ring over his kingdom with like a welfare state. He's not saying that everyone gets $10 and that's it. No. He does not operate like that. All right? So understand that God highly respects your individuality. God highly cherishes your individuality, and he works with your individuality. He works with your specific character, personality, talents, your way of thinking. Can we say an amen? All right, let's let's look at the hierarchy in power. Power comes at levels and degrees. Power does not come by accidents casually. Don't just think that I'll just say a short prayer and power comes, like a magic wand that will command power to come. No. Power has to be intentionally go after by the word and by the Holy Spirit with determination and sacrifice. Did you hear me? Power has to be pursued intentionally according to the word and by the leading and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Power comes by determination and by sacrifice. Power is a goal, is a vision that is in front of you to serve God. Because without power, there is no way that we can serve him. Without power, there is no way that you can defeat the devil. 
You can cry all you want. You can have all kinds of medication. There's no way that you can defeat the devil. When we, when we go after power with determination and sacrifice, with diligence, what is that called? That is called consecration. There are many casual Christians treating God like a convenience store. But you can never get power that way. You get power by consecration. You get power when you're willing to pay the price. You get power when you have your determination. You get power when you're willing to pursue after it. Even in the world, there is no way you can succeed in life without paying the price. There is a price that is attached to everything. The reason we can be freely born again is because Jesus paid that price. We need to understand that. Nothing is free. Nothing is free in this world, nor in the world of the spirit. Nothing is free. Everything involves a price. If you want your marriage to do well, you can't just say, God bless my marriage. Asking somebody to pray for you is not asking somebody to wave a magic wand over you. If you want your marriage to do well, you have to be willing to pay the price. You have to be willing to go the extra mile. You have to be willing to, to uh, get along well with your spouse, even when you want to slap her, slap him. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? There is a prize. Everything that is beautiful, success comes with a prize. Come on, say to the person next to you, success comes with a prize. Let's look at the rams of power. The rams of power. At the top of that hierarchy, number one is the unseen ram or the spiritual ram. How many of you that know that the, the, the medical world calls it virus or calls it bacteria? It's like, how come all of a sudden, achoo! What happened? I didn't see any virus, I didn't see any bacteria. There is the unseen realm. There is the spiritual realm. We call it the supernatural. So the supernatural is, of course, above natural. So when we talk about ranking, when we talk about ranking, when we talk about ranking, what is supernatural is above what is natural. What you cannot see is above what you can see. All right? So that's that realm. That's where you can find God. You can find angels, you can find spirits, and you can find demons. Under that, lower to that, or inferior to that, is the seen ram, or the sense-rude natural ram. How many of us have realized that it's easier to live by our feelings than to live by our spirits? Yes. How many of you have ever felt anger? How many of you have ever felt hate, bitterness, frustration? How many of you know that at those moments, the temptation was to cave in, cave in 
to those feelings. Because that's the sense ram. The natural ram is the sense ram. The ram that is controlled and moved by feelings. This sense ram or sense rude natural ram runs by the natural laws. The natural law has power, like the law of photosynthesis, the law of uh, rain and storm, the law of earthquake, the law of what you eat that may damage your body or make you fat. You know, those laws have power. The human self-will has power. As people, we have willpower. We have intellectual power. We have emotional power. We have physical power. And every day we operate at those levels. The power of your will. The power of your feelings. The power of your mind. The power of your body. Every day we operate by those powers. But if you only operate by that kind of power or in that realm, and you only limit yourself to that realm, then you become very limited. Because no matter what a good man you are, no matter how wise you are, no matter how self-controlled you are, there is no way that you can defeat the devil. Just one move from him, you'll get angry. Just one move from him, you'll get depressed. Just one move from him, you become upset. Just one move from him, you become prideful. Because there's no way the natural ram can overcome the supernatural ram. And devils are at the supernatural, unseen, invisible ram. So please understand that. So there's no point keep beating yourself up. You know, the apostle Paul, he said, what a wretched sinner I am. There's no point. You can keep beating yourself up until you go to heaven. But you will lose all your battles on the earth. Because you have no power over the devil when you're weak, when you're condemned. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Feeling bad about yourself. Can I ask you, what ram is that? When you feel bad about yourself, what ram are you in? The natural ram. The sense, rude ram. And that's why as Christians, we must strengthen ourselves. We must train ourselves not to be ruled by human emotions. Human intelligence. Human will. We must, now comes to dominion, we must submit ourselves to the dominion of God, to the dominion of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the hierarchy in God's dominion or in his kingdom. All right? Number one at the top of that hierarchy, of course, is Jesus in the book Philippians, chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Things in heaven, beings on earth, beings under the earth. Are there beings in heaven? Absolutely. Are there beings on the earth? Absolutely. Are there beings under the earth? Absolutely. 
Devils and angels are everywhere. They are very real. Demons have a voice. They talk, they talk, they talk. Why? Because they know the power of words. What are your thoughts? They are words. What about your feelings? They are words. The tongue of that voice, the connotation of those words. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have been moved to anger by words? Yes. All right. So we're looking at the unseen realm, but Jesus is the head of that. Every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the King, the boss, the master, to the glory of God the Father. After, under Jesus, you have the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of Jesus Christ with the heavenly host, or the angels, and the things in heaven. How many of us know that there are things in heaven watching how we live now? Yes. Okay. So there, there is a big crowd of the men of faith watching us from the grandstands of heaven. So that's the second level. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ with the things in heaven. The third level, the church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ with believers, with citizens of the kingdom. How many of us are in the church? How many of us are in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. So we are at level three. And then level four, you have Satan and his devils. Satan and his devils. Well, you tell me, Pastor Dora, can you give me an evidence that demons are real? Have you ever seen anybody in drug addiction? Have you ever seen have you ever seen them craving for drugs? Going after drugs, they can't live without drugs. They would do anything for drugs. Have you ever seen somebody very much affected by anger? It's like they need to vent, they need to lash out, they need to conquer somebody, they need to slap somebody, they want to whip somebody, and anger can be to the extent that they want to kill somebody. And who is the driving force behind those? Satan and the devils. It's very real. They are very cruel and they are very ferocious. We need to understand that. That's level four. And can I ask you to read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12? And that's why it's very foolish for Christians to fight one another, trying to change one another. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In fighting your wife, you're fighting yourself. In fighting your husband, you're fighting yourself. Because it's like your hand keep pinching your nose, and of course it will bleed. Right? But sometimes we are so overwhelmed or, or clouded by emotions that we can't think straight. And that's called the darkness. The devil can come, you know, demons can come and hover over you and there's thick darkness and you think you are so right. You think you are so justified because there's a group of demons working against your soul. Let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. So it's very important that we get into the word to get light, light, 
light, light. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we don't fight people. We're not wrestling against people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, a lot of Christians, you know, Bible school, Bible college, they try to study every word. What does it mean? doesn't matter. To me, it's just devils. <laughs> That's it. Amen. Yes, they're ranking as far as the devilish ram is concerned. They have ranks, of course. Just like in the kingdom of God, you have ranks. But all I know is that they try to destroy us. Amen. But praise God, we are at level three. And they are at level four under the ground. And we can tread on them. Amen. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And then level number five, the world in the visible in the visible realm, the world on earth headed by devilish rulers and authorities worked out by people. So have you got it? The hierarchy. The name of God, one of the names of God is Elion. It means the most high God. How many of you have ever stood on a mountain? And you look down from the mountain. How many of you have done that? How many of you have been on the plane? You look out on the window and you see the earth beneath you. Positional authority matters. Positional authority matters. And you need to know your positional authority as far as the devil is concerned. When we talk about dominion, we're not talking about dominating one another because we don't. It's not allowed. It's it's forbidden. It's sin. But we talk about dominion over the devil. You need to keep him under your feet. We must not allow him to crawl into our head. We must not allow him to influence our hearts. Your love walk matters. And that's what the devil tries to destroy. He tries to destroy your love walk. Because if he can destroy your love walk, he can destroy your faith. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So surely as the mountains are higher than the valleys, so is God higher than the devil, higher than the devil. And believers greater than demons. Come on, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Amen. Are you okay? Depression is a kind of sickness. What about mood swings? Anger, frustrations, resentment, self-pity, pessimism. Though you don't physically bleed from them, but they are hurtful and damaging as far as your health is concerned. So what is sickness? Sickness is a negative power that can crush you, damage you, and kill you. And that's why one of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals you. There is no way that sickness is from God. Get rid of that idea altogether and fight it. It's a ferocious devil. Fight sickness. I love doctors because they fight sickness. You don't accept sickness. 
You fight them. Fight every afflicting spirit. Fight every oppressing spirit. Don't just lie down and say, yes, I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm mad. Fight them. Come on. Say to the person next to you, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Glory be to God. Feelings and the thoughts, they have a voice. It's a negative and a destructive voice that works internally in your soul. If you are in withdrawal, you can't get along with people, you need to change. We are so used to changing everybody and try to get the people to myself, people that like me, you know, people that I can get along with. No, we should change ourselves. And that's what growth is about. That's what maturity is about. I don't care how old you are. Can I ask you to talk to the person next to you? We need to learn how to get along. Come on. Don't allow a devil to sit between you. Don't allow a demon to sit between you. I'm not talking about just husband and wife. I'm talking about sometimes you have just people that rub you the wrong way. People that don't think alike, you know, don't feel alike. And the devil starts. (laughs) What you need to do is tell the devil, shut up in Jesus. Because your love walk matters. Come on, can I ask you to put your your hand on your heart and say, my love walk matters. Matters to God and matters to me. My love walk will keep me healthy, wealthy, and wise. I remember once the Lord said to me, he said it's very easy for everyone to sit down listening to a sermon. It's very easy for everyone to just raise their hands and worship. But it's not easy, he said, for my people to work together. But he needs his people to work together. Isn't that true? We can all sit together and listen to a sermon. We can all sing together. But if we can't work together, there's no army for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? Can I ask you to go to talk to the person next to you? We need to work together. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. Ephesians. Oh, sorry. Can we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We don't fight each other. So the minute we start fighting each other, we are in the wrong track. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Another word for stronghold is your mindset. You're used to thinking that way, or you're used to feeling that way. We need to break out of the box. Can we say amen? Amen. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 
verse 5 casting down imaginations and every high thing in your head that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing into captivity every thought every thought to the obedience of christ so what's the word dominion we're talking about dominion everything in me is under the dominion of jesus christ I think I do this every day in the morning when I wake up I lay hand on my forehead and say I take into captivity every thought and bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ pull down every imagination every image every feeling to the obedience of Jesus Christ Lord, I give you the liberty to correct me. I give you the liberty to correct me. Lord, be very jealous over my soul. Lord, be very jealous over the condition of my soul. Don't let me sin against you. Don't let me go down the wrong path. Don't allow me to be destroyed by demons. Amen. Can we say amen? So that's dominion asking inviting Jesus Christ to take dominion over our thought life our mindset the way that we think our past experience our reasoning our imagination and our presumption and our projection because when you presume you project and the minute you project you affect your future So if you look at Luke chapter 17 verse 21 Neither shall they say lo here lo there for behold where's the kingdom where's the kingdom of god within you that means you are to manage that you must allow jesus to be the lord of your thoughts the lord of your feelings the lord of your self will there's no such thing called self will not my will but the will of the father be done I think a lot of times when uh, we become Christians we think that every everything is airy fairy everything is going to be easy transformation is happening on the earth to prepare us for heaven Amen It's very important that we be willing to work on ourselves so that we'll be promoted we'll be promoted Amen Come on say with me I want to be promoted Say with me I do not allow the devil and his doctrines his images voices feelings to rule over my inner world he is not allowed to rule over my soul instead I actively decisively choose to live out the principles of the bible the word of god the rhema word of the holy spirit in my life even when i don't feel like it even when it hurts <laughs> i will be faithful to the word of god to the lordship of jesus christ can we say amen Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Isaiah 1:19. This is God's reward for you. If you be willing 
and obedient. What will happen to you? You shall eat the good of the land. How many of you want the good of the land? How many of you want God's rewards? How many of you want kingdom prosperity, which has no sorrows? How many of you want God to prosper your business? How many of you want God to prosper your physical health? How many of you want God to bless your children? If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Let me ask you, between you and God, who is wiser? Between you and Jesus, who is wiser? To be Jesus. What did Jesus say to the Father when he had to go to the cross, when he had to go to hell? What did he say to the Father? Not my will, but your will be done. That's a wise choice. Who came to Jesus from afar? Wise men. So how many wise people do we have here? And sometimes you may not see the results right away. Let me finish with this. Where there is a choice, there is a consequence. God's rules do not change. Where there is right, you get a reward. If it's wrong, you get a bad consequence. Okay. So if we choose our feelings which is wrong. If we choose self-righteousness, which is wrong. If we choose to think like the world, which is wrong. What will we get? A negative consequence. You may not see it right away. You may not even see it in that arena. But you will see the consequences of wrong choices The choices of rebellion, the choices of self-will, the choices of pleasing yourself, they will show up. Whatever you sow, it will harvest. There is a sowing, there's a reaping. The Bible says your sin will find you out. That's why it's wise to choose like Jesus. Choose like Jesus. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising his shame. Shame is the devil talking to him. The devil was telling him, you say, you've been telling everybody, you're the son of God. You're the son of man. Look at you. Look at you now. What a shameful death. Look at you now. Look at you. What have you got for serving your father? Huh? What have you got for serving him? Huh? What have you got? Despising the shame. Not caving into the shame. The devil will say to you, shame on you. The devil will say to you, you're no good. What have you got all these years for serving God? What have you got all these years for being a Christian? What have you got? What have you got? What had God done for you? What prayers have you been answered? What what your prayers have been answered? He's an expert in that. Rebuke him. Cast him out. Get him out of your mind. Get him out of your soul. Give him this word. God is a rewarder 
of those who diligently serve him. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. His dominion, his authority over your life. Can I ask you to stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I speak your dominion, your rule, and your reign over your people. Jesus, you are the Lord of our lives. Can I ask you to lift up your hands? It's a sign of your willingness. Jesus, you are the Lord of our lives. We want your dominion. We want your authority. We want your governance, your rulership over our lives. We want your mental, your covering, your protection over us. And I ask for your jealousy, Lord. Your jealousy to cover your people. Your jealousy, your jealousy to cover your people. For your name is jealous and you are a jealous God. Amen. And we declare as we obey you with willingness, no evil can come near our dwelling and no evil can touch us. Your divine protection come over your people, all that we are, everything that we do, all that we have, where, you, where we stay, everything that we use our money to buy, everything that is in our bank account, every day, amen, both today and the future days, all of our relationships, our family members, oh God, you are the almighty God, you are the almighty God, we exalt you. We exalt you. Come on, say with me. We exalt you. Come on, tell the Lord you exalt you. Come on, tell the Lord. Exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Coming to earth. Amen. To protect us. To lead us. To guide us. To give us wisdom. Jesus, we are eternally grateful to you. Amen. And for those of us that still in the process of knowing you, understanding you more and more, Holy Spirit, give us the wisdom to understand the operations of God, the operations of the kingdom. Holy Spirit, take over, take over our soul. Amen. Come on, say with me, I take authority over my mind, over my will, over my emotions. To obey God, his commandments, his ordinances, his way of being, his way of doing. Father God, forgive me for all my wrong thoughts, ugly emotions, self-will. I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive your justification, your forgiveness, your prosperity, your healing, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen, amen, amen. Can I 